Good morning and welcome to Money Talk Extra, Radio 3's regular Saturday morning look at personal finance for Hong Kong. On today's programme, we're going to discuss commuting. I'll look at the costs of buying and running a car. Jimmy Lam talks to a Money Talk Extra listener who wants to reduce her commuting costs. And in our investment segment, I'll discuss leveraged foreign exchange trading. As always on Money Talk Extra, this programme is about you. We would like to hear about your personal finance issues and problems. Please email us. Moneytalk at rthk.hk is the address. We're also on Facebook, where our page is Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3. Buying a car in Hong Kong is a big outlay. A car is also a depreciating asset. You'll never be able to sell it for more than you paid for it. So should you buy a car or find other means of getting around Hong Kong? To look more closely at the costs of owning a car, I'm joined now by David Kneebone, General Manager of the Investor Education Centre. Morning, David. Good morning, Peter. If you're considering buying a car, what are the main costs that you need to take into account? Registration, licensing fees, insurance. So the starting point is, first of all, choosing your car. Absolutely. Um, What are the sort of considerations that you need to take into account when you do that? Well, apart from the one you like, the colour, the size of the motor and all those key things. Um, New cars versus used car in Hong Kong is a very different experience, a very different purchase experience. Cars are not common. Less than 10% of adults in Hong Kong actually own a car because of this magnificent infrastructure that we have built into the city and the um, strong abilities of public transport and taxis and various other things. But um, I'm afraid the taxes on a new car can be quite substantial, in fact, sometimes over the ticket price. So the difference between buying a uh, new and used car in Hong Kong is marked compared to other countries. And one of the biggest costs of owning a car is depreciation. The bigger the car, the more it's going to depreciate. And presumably, brand new cars will depreciate faster than second-hand ones. From the moment you drive them off the lot, as the saying goes. So you know, don't get into car ownership if you're thinking about um, building wealth. Put it that way. Because <laughs> it's, um, unfortunately, it is known as a depreciating asset. Unlike, yeah. for example property in most situations, and particularly in Hong Kong, where in the last few decades we've seen property increase substantially over time. And it's unlikely to happen to cars in the medium to long term, unless there's some something interesting going to occur that none of us know about, but it's unlikely. And what about choosing between a petrol and an electric car? Are there considerations there in terms of the financial aspects? Certainly. In fact, the government's made recent changes in regards to electric cars that leave them still somewhat more attractive, but less attractive than what they were even in April of 2017. So um, I think there is still an incentive of nearly $100,000 that's available to you in terms of um, some form of relief with an electric vehicle, but it was substantially more. So, I mean, the key thing is to get those sums and see if From a financial perspective, it is the right thing for you and your budget at this point. Now, there are many other considerations around the purchase of a car in terms of your tax situation you should be aware of, which you should talk to an accountant about or a tax expert. But there are still some differences between uh, petrol versus electric cars. Not as good as they were, though. (laughs) So you've chosen the right car for you. Now you've got to pay for it. Mm. And most people can't afford to buy the car outright. So how do you pay for it? Well, ideally, you've got a sizable um, down payment. Um, if you're talking to your bank, you may be uh, in a situation where you can get a lower interest loan than, say, dealing with the finance company associated with the motor dealer. Um, I think the key thing is, and this is true of any lending, is that you really need to be very, very careful about 
the terms and conditions of the loan concerned. It's very, very easy when you see that great red car with the excellent leather seats and the brilliant tyres and wheels to forget about um, the weekly or fortnightly or monthly cost or maybe put that fifth or sixth on your priority queue. Put it at number one because people can, unfortunately, even here in Hong Kong, get burnt if they don't fully explore all the terms and conditions of whatever lending option is available to them. And dealer financing, is that an option? It's it's a bit more expensive than a bank loan, isn't it? It's certainly an option. um, But again, I I would encourage people to shop around. Do talk to your primary banking relationship. Do talk to the uh, really any form of of third tier, what we call third tier finance relationship. But I mean, it's it's, um, I think the key thing is to get a comparison point. Don't just look at the percentage that's mentioned in the contract. Ask exactly what the total cost may be and compare that to what your bank is saying. Compare it to any form of lending that's available, including potentially that from your family. And what about leasing? Is that another option here in Hong Kong? Could be a great, it could be a great option, and yes, it is an option that many people do take up. Um, it's not the majority option, but um, there are distinct tax advantages to you and potentially your business for taking up that option, it's worth exploring. It's worth having a conversation with a tax advisor and a tax expert about it. What are the compulsory requirements for insurance under the Motor Vehicles Insurance Ordinance? Um, It's compulsory to take out insurance with an authorised insurer to cover your liabilities for death of a third party, basically. So what we'd call third-party insurance. Um, I would go further than that, though. What happens, I mean, I wouldn't want anyone to see the, the asset that they've invested in disappear either through theft or through some form of accident, which I would wish on no one. Third-party cover provides you with a degree of cover if you affect another party, but you possibly would require more than that, depending, of course, on the value of your vehicle. And what sort of things affect the premiums, the cost of that motor insurance? Uh, Your age, your occupation, your driving experience, the type of policy you choose, the valuation of your vehicle, your past claim history. There's quite a list of potential things that would affect that. But again, as we said earlier with finance, shop around. You might be quite surprised. Insurance is very competitive in Hong Kong, and there are some very significant differences between policies. And most policies have an excess, don't they, which Mm. can help bring down the premiums? They do, yes. And, of course, if you're prepared to wear a higher excess, um, then it's likely you will pay less. Could you explain what an excess is, how that works? If you wish to make a claim and say that claim is worth, um, I don't know, it could be anything, ten to $20,000 of damage if you have an accident, for example, your excess is the amount that you have to pay towards that, regardless of whether you have insurance. So in some cases, your excess could be as low as 1000 Hong Kong dollars. In other situations, it could be a lot higher. The higher you negotiate your excess up, the lower your premiums are often. Now, what about if you are a young driver, say under 25, or an inexperienced driver? It can be a bit more difficult, can't it, to get motor insurance? It can be, yes. And you um, more often than not have to pay more, (laughs) unfortunately. But um, that's life. Unfortunately, uh, many younger people are responsible for some of the traffic issues we face across all countries, not just in Hong Kong. So until that accident rate comes down amongst young people, it's likely the the insurance costs for those under 25 will remain higher for those over 25. Now, we've talked about the cost of the car and insuring it. 
What other expenses should you take into account if you're considering purchasing a car? Well, I think the ongoing running costs are something to think carefully about. Repairs and maintenance do make an allowance for it. If you've got a brand new car, you would hope that that's not a big an issue as what it could be if you're buying a used car. Um, fuels, well, it's an expense. It's just something to be aware of. Parking in Hong Kong can be oh, quite yes. a challenge, <laughs> particularly in some more popular areas. And obviously toll fees, if you're going backward and forward between Kowloon, Kowloon Peninsula and um, Hong Kong Island, you could be in for some quite significant toll fees, leave alone further afield. And are there steps that you can take to minimise your driving costs? Yes, as with any finance situation, do plan ahead, do explore, do investigate. There's um, I think several people I know are now sharing vehicles to come to work because of either public transport not being available to them or it working out to be less expensive, to be honest. Carpooling is not a bad idea. We're in the money. That's David Nebone of the Investor Education Centre.